I'm Candace Lewis, and this is MS Conversations with Candy, the podcast where people living with or affected by MS come together to talk, vent, laugh, and possibly cry about everything MS. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation. Hello, and welcome to MS Conversations with Candy. I'm your host, Candace Lewis, and today I'm talking with my husband, Ikenna Lewis. We'll hear about my MS from his perspective. Hey, babe, how you doing today? Well, hello, hello, and thank you for having me on the platform. I'm so happy to have you. I would love to know how all of this uh, journey of mine has affected you and just hear about everything from your perspective. So let's go back a few years and talk about the events that led up to my diagnosis. I know I probably remember things a little bit differently than you do, but I want to hear what do you remember about that time? I think the one thing, the biggest thing that stood out for me was the numbness. Um, when it first started on, it, I was hoping, thinking that it was a temporal thing uh, that it was going to come and go. And then as it started to go up from your feet, up to your legs, up to your thighs, like, okay, so what is going on? And then uh, I guess it was a, a bit of, um, I not not um, I I I wanted that to be my issue. I wanted that to be something I have to deal with. That's it's it's me going through that and not you. So not knowing what it was, and then and you being mind boggled with it over each day, just feeling the numbness, and then and then and then you're not knowing that you were numb until I maybe would just rub your legs or something to that nature. Then you'd be like, oh, I'm numb here. And then when you got up to your uh, stomach area, and you would tell me you was numb there. The numbness was just mm-hmm. just a, a little puzzling. It was puzzling. Yeah. yeah, it was puzzling for me too. And the numbness um, was really the part that took me or sent me to the doctor. But I know you recall probably better than me, the vertigo in the years mm-hmm. prior to that, we didn't know where the vertigo came from. And we had no idea that that also was a part of the EMS. So that was vertigo was really that the first thing that started happening, but we had no idea where it stemmed from. We had no idea that that was MS. And once I was diagnosed, then she told me that my flare ups would be vertigo. Right. And, so, and it was mm-hmm. funny because your vertigo, when you had it, I had a bout with vertigo. You sure did. Somewhere in the times. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's it's the food. It's, <laughs> it's the water. It's, it's something it, that we get. It's the toothpaste. It's something that we use together and we both got it. So mine came and went and yours in some respect came and went, but it didn't go, go. It, it, it just kept revisiting itself. Right, right. And mine did not come back like, okay, so what's going on? And then the i guess the, the 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 climax of it all is when you um we were both in the bathroom at our sinks and thank god i just I, as i reflect on that that moment i just i'm just so 
happy that that particular evening I was in the bathroom with you because you just said, I don't know what's going on. I just feel so tired. And I'm standing my lightheaded. I said, I feel so lightheaded. Yeah. And you was at your sink. The drawer was open that we have different whatever bathroom gadgets in there. It was open and you turned and your eyes just kind of rolled back and you just went limp. And immediately I caught you and I uh, got you stabilized against the wall and you came to. I mean, you wasn't you didn't pass out like for long. It was maybe mm-hmm. I don't even think it was a minute. Honestly, mm-hmm. but when you came to, you realized that you passed out. And I was, I got you to the yeah. bed and told you, okay, we're going to the doctor tonight. We're going tonight. So it, that that evening could have been just so much more worse, so mm-hmm. much more. And I'm just so happy God placed me in there at that time. So, yeah, yeah. Thank God. And I do remember that. I just remember all of a sudden feeling really lightheaded and. I'm guessing at the time where you said my eyes bucked or rolled back, I just remember seeing stars, you know, things just started to go white, you know, behind Mm. my eyes. And then I remember you, you know, it's kind of holding me up against the wall Mm -hmm. and, and it just was really fuzzy after that. Then I remember sitting on the bed, you had taken me to the bed and you were just talking to me and you said, you know, that was, I don't know what that was, but we need to get you to the doctor, you know, so we immediately went to the to the emergency room. I remember that. And it was late at night because we were getting ready for bed. I was getting ready yeah. to go to bed. I had on yeah. my nightgown and everything. Yeah. So it was bedtime. And um and that was really the beginning because from that hospital visit, they um put in orders for me to uh to go and get an MRI, a brain mm-hmm. MRI. Mm-hmm. And I had a brain MRI and they said, well, no, you know, we don't see, I think they were looking for some type of nodules in my brain or near my inner ear that would um, indicate um, vertigo. And mm-hmm. that wasn't there. And then they uh, sent me to an audiologist uh, to have my hearing checked and some other things going on with my inner ear. And none of those tests came out positive. And I just dropped it because by then the vertigo had come and gone mm-hmm. and didn't think any more about it. I think a couple years later, I had another big bout of vertigo when we went on our uh, road trip mm-hmm. and we were driving through the mountains. And I thought, OK, well, this was just because, you know, we, we had been up in such a high altitude, you know, and right, driving right. That, that's where that vertigo came from. Didn't think anything about it, but then the numbness. Once the numbness set in, that's yeah. when we went to the doctor. Well, when I went to the doctor, and still never put those two together until uh, doctor the doctor told us, the neurologist told us that um, that the vertigo was part of MS. So now let's talk about the day that I was diagnosed. Mm. How did you feel? Yeah. How did you feel when you heard those words confirming that I have MS? Um, because I did my own reading, <laughs> definitely not as extensive as you did. Hey, I'm a Google doctor. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, but it, it was honestly the there's no real, real, uh, clear path of MS to say when a person has this st- step one is that step two is this is so many variations of MS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the information I got honestly really didn't put my mind in any kind of uh, resolute state of, uh, of, of calm uh, because I didn't know 
to be really scared or be really happy or be in between. I was just like in a perplexed uh, mindset. Um, I knew we was thinking about MS and it was some other uh, possible um, disabilities we was considering. Mm -hmm. Those were, the other ones was a little little bit more frightening. Like, okay, so when when they didn't mention the other ones, I'm like, okay, good. We don't have that. So MS, it was still, it was a little puzzling. It, mm-hmm. it, so when you was diagnosed with it, I know, I mean, who wants to be diagnosed with anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just start there. That's true. I mean, you, we're in the latter part of the years of our life with the kids of, uh, of close, they, I think they were they're young adults. So we, we are getting to the point where we can really just, just go and enjoy each other. I mean, right. just, just be you and I. Um. So when this come on, it's like, wow. So what does that mean? What? How does that? What does that trans? How, what does that translate to she and I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What can we do? What can we not do? What's What's going on now? So, yeah. and it just became. I just became. Um, I guess in so many ways, a, a extra protector of you. Just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making sure um, you were safe, making sure uh, you, your your walk your walk gate was somewhat uh, leveled, um, making sure you, even mentally, because I know they it mentioned about some missing in the memory, some things are cognitive uh, issues. Yeah, yeah so I, 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 I would pay attention to those things, and I mean it may be some things you might forget, but. That's just natural because I forget things. Everybody forget things. So, but it wasn't as if, you know, where's my house or is this my car? You know, it wasn't nothing like that. It Mm -hmm. wasn't, Mm -hmm. I don't know my kid's name. It wasn't anything. It could be, it's something very simple. I can't remember where I put my keys. That happens a lot. We do that. Where did I put my keys? Where's my phone? That kind of stuff. Right. Um, So that I just... Try to make sure, I guess to sum up, summarize all that, to make sure there was an immense amount of calm around you. Mm-hmm. So then as a follow-up question to that, how would you say, you know, in light of everything that you just described, how would you say that my diagnosis has changed your life? Hmm. Not just my life, but your life. And then even a step further than that, our lives together. It, it has some uh, impact on us, for sure, for you mm-hmm. and I both. Um, uh, I mean, from the onset, I know I'm high. I am high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go. And and before any of this came about, you was right there, step for step with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we have to take moments and just kind of take a break and relax, I mean, that that was an adjustment. It wasn't nothing um you know that 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 big of adjustment well it I just felt like I was missing out on anything I, I but I really wasn't honestly I really wasn't so concerned about me if we got to take a break within well, let's take a break because that's the best thing for you right. and I would tell the kids I would tell our parents I would tell our siblings um, certain things we can do, we can't do. Now we're not gonna be able to go over here because we're gonna need to take a break. We that's that's a lot of walking or a lot of this or a lot of that. We we're not gonna be able to participate with that. We can do this, but we can't do that. So I really wasn't I never internalized it to, oh man, yeah. what about me? Oh man. I'm just trying to make sure you are 
uh, at ease because I knew that you were going to uh, put a lot of pressure on yourself. There's going to be a lot of guilt. It was going to be a lot of frustration. So whatever I can do to minimize that from the outside, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think also we had to um, come to an understanding and really, and and not, I don't want to say agreement, but we had to come to the point where we realized that it's okay if you go without me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I need mm-hmm. you to be okay because mm-hmm. you know we 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 learned that I just can't do everything. You know mm-hmm. we, we like you said we used to do a lot of things. We used to be out and about and um, you know just really hanging out a lot. And um, it got to the point where you know if it was different events, and, you know I'm already a homebody, so it's a whole mm-hmm. lot of things that I didn't want to do anyway. But I know there were a lot of places, a lot of events socially. Um, things going on at church that um, that you had to go and yeah. we had to get to the point where we understood that it's OK. You go ahead and go without me. I need to stay home. I need to rest. And I think that that even now, you know, we've just kind of gotten into our own little groove where, you know, there are just certain things I'm not going to go. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to stay home and and I call it and just be quiet, whether that's mm-hmm. just sitting in front of the TV, surfing on the iPad or whatever. I'm just sitting home and I'm being quiet after working a full day's week, you know, a, a, a full work week, I should say. Mm. By the time Saturday and Sunday comes, I know my body and I know that I need to sit quietly and I just can't get up on Saturday mornings and hit the road and go, 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 go and be OK on Monday because I won't. Right. And yeah. and. and that that was something that wasn't it wasn't that big of a stretch for me um well i re- let me retract that i'm gonna say it was because you're my partner mm-hmm. and we're always together so it's when we're doing things when i'm doing things with the church and you're not there it's like mm, but i understand so it, mm-hmm. again it wasn't i wasn't in no pity party right, um, and then right. e- and even so the church grew to understand so they they knew mm. they did they don't they don't know they don't know everything about um about ms and the inner workings but they know that you have to have your moment you have to have mm-hmm. your time i remember one sunday one saturday evening no 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 it was saturday night you had a a bad bad sleepless night and mm-hmm. we had Old to go insomnia. We, we haven't even talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. we had to go to worship and I mean, we got there late and it just I asked the brothers to pray for me, pray for us, because when you have a bad night, I have a bad night. And not Mm -hmm. not like, oh, man, I can't sleep now. It's not that type of bad night. I just I I feel for you because you can't get. I mean, that night was that was probably the worst ever. Yeah ever and it just it was just so much it just brought me to tears and i remember brother Fontenot told me he said um he said if you want y'all can just go ahead and go home now i said no we're here we're gonna yeah we'll go through it i'm gonna do what i need to do and then we'll go home and just relax but it was just the church in so many ways because of their love for us they understand so when they don't see you even on a sunday if they don't see you no one Mm-hmm. No one raises the flag. Oh, she not here again. What's going on? No one. No one. Because I don't put that out. I don't put it out there like that. Yeah. I, I just think that's something that we had to get used to. And especially me, because it's very important for me to, um, you know, for for me to uh, represent you and for our family unit to be, you know, 
to be one. And I just felt like if you go, I need to go. But again, I had to get over that and know that um, to learn my body and know when it's time to sit down, it's time to sit down. And I have not, um, you know, I haven't received any, any bad talk about that. Nobody calls me and say, oh, you know, you could have gone because that's one thing about this disease, especially with me to look at me. You can't tell Mm -hmm. that I have a chronic illness. You can't Mm -hmm. look at me and tell that I have MS. I'm mobile. I get around. I can still drive. I still walk. I still do everything. But my symptoms are not visible to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know who they are because you live with me. So they are not visible to everybody. So to look at me, you wouldn't know it. And so, be, you know, because of that, people have not called me and said, oh my goodness, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, I hear a lot of people in the in the uh, MS community, they get a lot of backlash about that. You know, since they don't look a certain way, since they don't look ill, mm-hmm. you know, people will think, oh, they're just faking it or, you know, there's nothing really wrong. But I have not received any of that backlash and I'm very thankful to that. And I'm going to go back to something you were talking about earlier when we were talking about um, my symptoms and um, how you felt when I was diagnosed. And you talked about the vertigo and how you had it at one point and talked about the brain fog and the memory. And like you said, all of us, you know, forget keys or lose things here and there. But one thing, once I was diagnosed, um, I was thinking, um, you know, I had already was going back and forth between between the endocrinologist about my thyroid and my OBGYN mm-hmm. um, because I was thinking a lot of my symptoms were either related to my thyroid or related to menopause. Mm-hmm. And so now we've thrown MS in the mix. And so mm-hmm. now every little thing that happens to me or, you know, something that my body goes through, I still wonder, is this MS? Right. Is this, <laughs> is this um, menopause? Is this thyroid? What is this? Is this MS? And it could be something so unrelated. You know, I think you and I were talking uh, recently and it seems like I drop everything now, you know, every now and then I'm dropping something. I'm thinking, is that MS or is that just being clumsy? You know, so it does have me on heightened alert. Does that does it affect you that way? Do you see different things in me and wonder if that's the MS or you just assume, oh, that's MS. I'm sure that's what that is. I, I don't. Um, I don't identify everything as MS. Um, it's I, I don't. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. I don't give it any other name. I don't call it <laughs> anything else. But um, I mean, like, again, I haven't seen you drop things like like you mentioned, but forgetting things, this and that to me, yeah. that's to honestly, I try not to over overextend my mind in it because I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to to uh, take it, take my reaction to you to such a heightened level to mm-hmm. where, where it's a little overt, it's a little uh, like a helicopter husband. You know how you have a helicopter right. parents? Now right, I'm a helicopter right. husband. And it's like, okay, back off. Yeah. So yeah. Um, a lot of my cues come from you. So if you tell me what's going on, if I happen to see something, I mean, if I see it, it could be real quick and you <laughs> you try to hide it from me. Uh, but, but for the most part, I don't, um, I don't give, I don't label everything as MS because a lot of the things we do as humans, it's, it's just so commonplace. Yeah. It's really so natural. And you said it perfectly. You don't have the appearance of someone that has MS. Your, your walk is, your stride is still steady. 
I can see different things in your walk. I know Mm -hmm. when it's time for us to sit down. I know because, again, I'm around you. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can sense when we've done a lot of walking, like, okay, it's it's about that time for us to sit down. It's about or if we've done a lot of work and you kind of breathing hard, I know, okay, it's time for us to take a break. We're good. Mm -hmm. We're good. And and. In some respect, that helps me, you know, with the high energy. Like, you know what? Yeah, I need to slow down, too. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Slow down is good. (laughs) Always good. And I heard you when you said that you don't want to be that helicopter husband. But I will say, while you may not be a helicopter husband, you still keep that eagle eye on me. So like you said, I try to hide things from you because I know whatever I'm doing, if I'm walking by you, you always stop and you just watch. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't really hide anything from you because you're always watching every move I make. But like when we go walking, when we used to go walking in the park mm-hmm. and sometimes you kind of kind of hold back and walk behind me. And, and then you tell me, OK, um, you're starting to limp. We need to do this, need to do that. You know, OK, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and and get back to the car. So you're watching. You're yeah. watching. You may not feel like a, a a hovering helicopter husband, but I know you have that hawk eye on me. So. I and it's funny that. because the kids, um, mm-hmm. I, I know it, it, uh, early times in our marriage, I had some things going on with me. You had the, the kids learn from you how to watch me. So now they learn yep. from me how to watch you. So yep. <laughs> it is funny how yep. he, when Dominic, if he see you going up the stairs or going up a step, in, uh, going up a curve, rather, uh, right. he, he will put his arm out or just kind of stand he there. Sure just, I mean, so they they're taking their cues. They're getting their life lesson on how to handle mama watching me handle you. That's true. Because same thing when Sydney and I would go walking, she would tell me the same thing after a while. You know, after that first mile, mile and a half, she would start that Hawkeye. She put that Hawkeye on me and she mm-hmm. would tell me, you know, OK, mama, you're walking funny. We need to you know, we need to wrap this up. We need to get back. So, yeah. And like you said, Dominic, he'll, if you're not around, he'll stand there and take my arm or something like that. If I'm stepping down off of a curb or going mm-hmm. downstairs. So yeah, you, you've trained them in your way, sir. I can definitely tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yes. So, so now it's been a couple years. It's been uh, like about a year and a couple months, no, two years, two years and a couple months since my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And, um, so where we are now, how are you doing? I'm happy um, that it hasn't progressed past where we are now mm-hmm. uh, with the flare-ups that you have. When we went on the uh, MS walk mm-hmm. and I saw all those different people with those dip- different apparatuses and and then their walk or their inability to walk. And I'm just, I just got to be thankful. I'm I'm happy that it hasn't progressed uh, to in any level of that. Um, I don't know what, when, where, how, but present state, I am. I am happy where you are. Um, I've adjusted, and it's not an adjustment of of um, remorse or adjustment of uh, sadness, but if I've, I've adjusted with my activity, Hey, we got the coronavirus. So I think the whole world mm-hmm. adjusted for MS now. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true. So, Staying at home was right up my alley. Yeah. Today. So we <laughs> all can't do nothing. So it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm very happy where you are now. 
I take it serious when you have your MRIs. I, my my uh, employer knows uh, about, about your MS. I don't go through a whole lot of detail, but they know some of the things that happens. And when you when we got to get the infusion, they know I'm going. Uh, when it's time for the MRI, I'm going. I mean, these are so I even try to hold my sick days. I don't if I gotta be if I'm sick. Okay, I'm sick, but for the most part, I'm going to work because I know. I'm going to need some days to be there with you. <laughs> or even if a day when you need to stay home. Um, yeah. I've never really had to stay home with you uh, because you got to the point now where you can uh, self-manage yourself um, with, with your, you know, just being quiet and sitting. I just make sure that you got all the, whatever you need, food, whatever you need to uh, be uh, satisfied for the day. But, but for the most part, I'm 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 really really thankful where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has truly increased my uh, my affection, my affinity, my love for you because I don't want anything to happen. So, uh, like I stated earlier, whatever I can do to minimize the stress, minimum because I know that triggers stress can trigger a yes. flare up. So yes. if I if I can minimize that thing to zero or negative, I'm going to do it. And you do. You do it well. Well, babe, thank you. Thank you for coming by and stopping through and, and speaking with me today. I think this has been a great conversation. And um, I look forward to us coming together again. I know we will be talking with another couple here in a in a few weeks. So I look forward to that. So again, thank you for, for your time today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to this conversation with my hubby. And please join me next week when I have a conversation with my neurologist, Dr. Desiree Thomas. Make sure you follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss a single episode. Until next time, take care and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. To contact me, visit my website at www.conversationswithcandy.com. You can leave me a written message or a voicemail. To support this podcast and keep the conversation going, please click the link to buy me a coffee or PayPal. You can scroll down to the podcast notes to find these links.